What up, City of Champions? A real special hello from St. Louis, where I'm recording this. We're on the road for the Grant Fear documentary. Uh, miss you guys all a lot. The weather here is phenomenal, though. St. Louis, who would have thought? 16 degrees and sunny today in a t-shirt. Oh, my producing partner, Adam Scorgi, is walking in the door right now. This week on the podcast, we have Kelty O'Connor, local Edmonton gal, social media specialist. I thought this week would be great to offer you guys some value if you've been thinking about getting your social media up and running. Uh, We talk about her history as a university athlete, hitting injury problems, and having to redefine her life in which she discovered her social media. She starts a YouTube channel. She's an expert in branding and spreading positivity over social media by entertaining people. So at the end, there's a few tips for you guys if you're looking to grow your channel or your following. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with the very personable, very excitable, very quirky, but extremely lovely Kelty O'Connor. Sixty-two thousand followers on Instagram, uh, eighty-eight hundred on YouTube, a lot of Twitter followers. I don't know the exact number. I don't even know. Do you consider yourself a social media branding marketing guru, or what? Uh, what would you call yourself? Oh God, I have such like a moral dilemma. What to call myself is like the elevator speech. A speech. Yeah. I'm always like, you got like five minutes, so I can give myself a title. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the term guru. Uh, or expert just because I feel like I'm constantly learning and every day meet someone else who knows so much more than me but I'm just like incredibly fascinated by it and mm-hmm. feel I have a, a deeper understanding than the average person yeah. and like have been doing it five years so whether you want to call me a social media influencer marketer um, branding expert something you could just go model sometimes just go some I just like entertainment media sometimes I just say I'm in advertising sometimes I just say I'm in media (laughs) just depending how much time I have with the people oh my god sorry I'm gonna put my phone it's gonna keep yeah yeah, no no problem I guess it's kind of like Eminem you are whatever people say you are right yeah just just go with the flow so let's start with the origin story you're from Edmonton yeah grew up here born and raised played uh, a lot of sports that that was my life like 99% 99% of my life up to I think 21 that was that was me yeah that, was, that would have been my elevator speech I, if anything I missed that I'm like what do you do I play basketball done I'm an athlete yeah exactly yeah. okay so what sports specifically oh basketball was my baby like that yeah. was my passion since I was I think I started playing when I was six like, I started playing really young yeah what got um, you into basketball so hard that young my, my family mm-hmm. so my older cousins all play university basketball mm-hmm. my dad was a basketball coach and so it was just kind of like you're young enough to dribble a ball it's time to play basketball um and so I played that. Then I was very multifaceted in sports, mm-hmm. as I am just, this seems to be just my trend in life. But I played, my next one would have been volleyball and competitive swimming. Yeah. And then just because I played so many sports, I just naturally got thrown on the soccer team or the rugby team. But right. basketball. Hey, you, you're good at sports. Yeah. Come join our team. You're fast. Go. Okay. okay. But like, I don't know how to kick a ball, but I'll try. And so, yeah, I just got thrown around and all mm-hmm. those. But basketball was. But I'm so one. curious about basketball because this is such a non traditional basketball market. Like, mm-hmm. what was in your family? What was that seed of basketball fandom like was it someone like once went to a game and like like uh, Larry Bird like threw them a, a ball or something or oh, that would be cool. like something real specific or was it just like I don't know I played it when I was young and I started loving it I think like it was such a, a mix like my family is such an athletes like uh, my grandpa played professional baseball like not MLB but whatever Canadian would have been professionally okay. years yeah. like 80 years there's so ago. many levels oh yeah baseball. so like I, I have no idea uh, it doesn't exist. That's all I know. <laughs> you know? Um, 
And so I know he played, and so my cousins all played baseball as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it might have just started as like my family played sports, so put them in every sport imaginable, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of the ones that stick. And I know my oldest cousin, Max, who's kind of the golden boy of the family, and okay. you know, he the oldest and he played basketball. Yeah. And so I think it could have just been like everyone idolized Max. And so right. it was just like, oh my God, he plays, so I'm gonna play. Yeah. And then my dad was actually a football player um, primarily, but he played basketball on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then when he became a high school teacher, he coached oh, basketball. Okay. So I think in the- Did so he coach you? Yeah, he was my oh, coach for, okay. like since I was like six, like, yeah. Love him to death, but it was just, yeah, coach, 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 but it was good. Did that make it harder or easier on you? Did he did he take it harder on you? Like, did he oh. take his frustrations out on you as an example to the team? Or did so he go he, lighter on you? He did, because I think this is, like, a debated thing. Like, he definitely wasn't easier on me by any means. But sometimes, I think if you're going to coach your kids, you can't purposely go way too hard on them because mm-hmm. then it's like you're treating them different yeah you kind of just like honestly you step into the gym and i was just like no longer his daughter right. it was just like you earn <laughs> your time on the floor i'm not going to yell at you louder but i'm not going to give you any benefits yeah. so it was just did he give you the speech like when we walk in that gym i don't know you you don't know me oh no my dad was like so not like it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> even like a speech it was just flat out like suddenly it was like clicked <laughs> and i think because i did it so young i clued in and i was like yep He's just coach. I don't okay. call him dad. I call him Pat. Yeah. And Pat. yeah. Yeah. Coach, so that, coach Pat or yeah, Pat? Yeah. I don't even know. I know it's been <laughs> so long. But yeah. So I just, yeah, it's definitely it was just part of the family. And I'm the only girl in my whole extended family. So I think that definitely plays into it. So yeah. I was just like, one of the boys got to keep up. Like, look, I'm not a girl. Yeah. That chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, I got to keep up with everyone else. Oh, yeah. They're like, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I'm worse. Like, I still remember the first day I beat my older cousins I think it was in 21 at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. like I still to this day remember that shot I that was just was like the- that was I was like yes I'm actually a basketball player like stick it to them yeah I told you yeah okay so you're a basketball star um and then you went into university to mm-hmm. continue playing so tell us about that story so yeah that was kind of it, it was funny that was always sports of my life so entire even though I, I was really cared about my academics and all that and career my entire life was geared towards playing university sports that was that was number one always on my bucket list like i just kind of chose not to look past that i was just you know just get to university play and so i did and it so that was you don't even like realize it at the time you're just kind of like suddenly you go for basketball and you're like oh my god play university and every once in a while you would like realize it but uh it was a big uh, adjustment playing university. So where did you go? Um, I went to King's. So okay. here now, yeah. So I went. I was. I went to a few colleges. Like I got like scouted around, and then I just the team was really good at the time. I think they were ranked like in top ten in Canada, and the girls like. And I still was kind of skeptical about it because yeah. I wanted to move away from home. Of course. Um, but the second I was there with like the group, and they're so tight knit and like so welcoming that I was just like, hey, I need I need to play here. I don't yeah. care that it's a five minute drive from where I grew yeah. up. I was like, I have to. So. Well, it's funny because the kids that want to go away for university, it seems their parents don't want them to leave. Yeah. But the kids who want to stay, their parents are like, go, get, get out. Oh of yeah, here. right. Did you um, have any thought into what you wanted to do? Like what you even wanted to study? Like leaving high school to university, what was the thought other than just playing basketball? Did you have a secondary goal as well? Uh, so I did okay. and a uh, lot of self-reflection on this looking back even I'm just realizing in the last few months. But uh, I, I did, I was blessed that I could game the system very well in high school. Like I got very good grades with very little effort. I think I just, it. I don't, we, that's a whole nother topic is the education system. It's yeah. like some people, it doesn't mean I'm smarter than everyone. It's just understanding how to take tests like yeah. and then 
you say what they want to hear. Yeah. What you know they want you to uh, Especially say. in high school. And so you just listen to the specific notes the teacher takes and you go. But without diving too deep into that, I was did very well. And I even remember the in grade 12, I had my math teacher come up to me and he's like, so are you studying to like go into engineering or med school? And I was like, now you mentioned, I've really never thought about it. Um, med school sounds cool. Yeah. And I was like, I love house and I love Grace Anatomy, like binge watch them. So I was like, oh my God, that's what I need to do. This looks like the sweetest life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to help people. I want to, and then that was kind of his rationale. And it also looks so, you make good money and these people are beautiful and you help people. It's a little like, bit of drama. Right? But... Right? I was like, why would you not want this to be your life? So I did the science route. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely, you know, bio major, psych minor. Like I tried to just like, I knew I wanted to be, whether it be an actual like, go down the, the more surgeon doctor route or go more into like therapy I wasn't sure but I was like okay I'm just yeah. gonna do that all and so that was definitely that's a heavy show. route to try and balance all your like competitive basketball it, it was definitely a rude awakening like I had to learn to study time management I remember my first bio test and like I said this is why uh, traditional education is bad is I failed my first bio test and I went to the prof and was like nothing you talked about was uh, like nothing on this test was what you talked about in class he's like mm-hmm. Yeah, because you gotta figure it out yourself. I was like, oh, like it's not just like handed to me yeah. like in high school. And so like I learned, and then I did a lot better. But like, this is a new game. Yeah, you're like, oh, I get like, it. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, that must have been frustrating in high school, just regurgitating because you're a creative person, yeah. right? And but at that point, mm-hmm. you might not have realized that you've got so much more to offer. See, I didn't realize I was creative. I thought it was so not creative because yeah. I had no outlet. Yeah. Um, growing so, up, so that I because I I can't paint, I can't sing, I can't draw, mm-hmm. and like none of the cliche ones. So I just assumed I was like, oh, I must be so type A that driven. And like uh, solely, uh, I had one like English teacher who kind of made me realize like cinema was a form of creativity. Yeah. And I just remember it was very brief. Like, it didn't even occur to me at the time, but there's other forms. Um, so I think that was something I had to self-discover over the years. Yeah. But yeah, definitely forget the tangent. We went off with that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so yeah, that was definitely a, a adjustment. How, how would you recommend people get exposure to, to forms of creativity? Because I think a lot of people still don't realize that they are creative. Mm-hmm. And we all have something in us. It's just a matter of finding that right outlet. I think it's just opening your mind like that was and just trying things. I think a lot of people really suck at just kind of they're like, I'm good at something, I'm going to try it. That's not me. I'm this type of person. I'm really one minded and something I've tried to get better. Like I was I was an athlete. That was me. That was all I needed to know. So I'm just not going to open myself up because there's just just taking time away. And I think some people are blessed that they have one focus goal and that's their life. But I think the average person might be missing out something that's even more rewarding for them. So I think it's just trying things and opening your mind to it. It's funny, something you just said, they suck at trying things. It's like they suck at sucking at things. Like you can be really good at sucking at things because you're always putting yourself out there trying. And just not getting embarrassed. Like everyone's gonna start somewhere. And just being, I think a big thing is just being open Mm -hmm. that you're starting. I think a lot of us like are embarrassed. It's as simple as it's your first day waiting. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna suck. So just go up to your people serving and be like, this is my first day. This is probably gonna go awful. Like I'll do my best. (laughs) And then suddenly people are so nice about it. So just, I've gotten a lot better, like not trying to get sympathy, but just being flat out being like, I'm not an expert. 
I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm just going to go with the flow. Yeah. And just, and then it opens, people are asked questions, we're willing to help out. Yeah. Communication, being upfront, honest, and that I think manages expectations too, yeah. right? Like if you go to a restaurant expecting like perfect service uh-huh. and you don't realize that not every server there has 10 years experience because yep. they're 18, so how could they, oh, right? Oh, right. But she comes up and be like, so this is my second day and I just, you know, like yesterday I dropped a tray, so that's the goal for today, yeah. just not to do And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's really nice and friendly and like I don't like even notice that my food is 10 minutes late you know right and then people would yeah just understanding context is key to context everything. is everything you're very right on everything that. um okay so university ball did yep. you guys win championships so we I think we ended up getting we lost in the semi-final in my first year mm-hmm. um and so we ended up getting third or fourth like second like I can't remember it was five or third no one yeah. cares about third I'm <laughs> just yeah. kidding yeah. um yeah it was something like that but um so yeah, we were always kind of within the years I was playing, like ranked in the like, top five within Alberta. And then a few times we were nationally ranked. And so that was kind of what we were. But I think I was also going through, because I wasn't, uh, we talked about, we haven't talked about, but like I got injured yeah. and that was a very tough. So that part of my life kind of was very transitional from, for, you know, I can barely even remember how we did because at what point did you get injured first second third uh, first year very end yeah yeah. so uh, right near the very end so Mm -hmm. I just like I remember I was going through figuring out why I was injured during playoffs so I played some games and that and like it was just the doctors were like oh you're fine like you're it's just a little little bruised meniscus and it ended up being a lot worse than that Uh, so I spent like the next year recovering like on the team kind of riding bench kind of going on like and so it, it, it was, yeah, it was tough because I was playing lots in my first year. I was lucky to be like six mans, the first one in, at least getting lots of playing time. And then yeah. it went from being injured. And then the next year you expect to be starting lineup, but yeah. you're on the bench even more because right. you're injured. And How did that affect other areas of your life other than? So I think I, that was definitely a, a identity crisis mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I think it affected everything in my life in an unbelievable negative way, but you have to take rock bottom to, you know, race the top or all insert cliche state sayings yeah. right there. <laughs> um, so definitely it just, I just, I distinctly remember it was right when I was injured, the season just ended and I was at the bar and just like talking to people and someone asked me like, Oh, what you do? And I just like drew a blank. And I just was like, I have nothing like I have no because before it used to be like oh I'm going to school I'm doing this I'm studying that I'm an athlete I have all these credentials oh look at me yeah. and then suddenly it was just like Poo. and I was just like you didn't have like the I like a title to hide behind yeah and so I was just like st- the poor person was probably like who is this girl yeah. just stared blankly and I was having like inner turmoil and uh, so I definitely went through a very depressed point in my life um, I, I lost a lot of weight. I partied way too much. Yeah. Um, and I, the partying was just a way to ignore the real problem. Oh yeah, because like I'm, I'm extremely extroverted. Yeah. So you go out, you have fun, and then you're like, oh, this is great. Like I'm 19, 18, 20, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm partying every weekend. I'm meeting all these people. My life is great, and you wake Think up. Things are going great, right? Very much a band aid. And you know, not saying partying is the awful thing to do when you're 18. Have fun, but. I also got into the bar scene, so it wasn't just like I was an alcoholic, but it was just more of a bar star. I hate the term, yeah. but uh, you know, every night, and then you know, relation. You're not friends with actual friends. You're friends with people through association yeah. because they want to party with you, yeah. and it's not deep relationships. It's like let's go to Joey's and have a bunch of drinks and go yeah. to the ranch. And go then- with someone because you know that like either they do crazy stuff when they're out, yeah. or, or they know a lot of people, so oh, they yeah. be surrounded by friends, like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just people willing to party that much. Like, that's what it comes down to, which is sad, but... 
I think we're getting to a better place with the superficiality of things because mm-hmm. people, I mean, I try and instead of ask, what do you do? I mean, and it sounds really weird, but ask people like, no, what, what do you do? It's yeah. like, no, who are you? Right. I love that because it's, even if someone does have an amazing title, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but like, tell me more. Like that's, yeah. that's only the scratch of service. Like, but who are you actually? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I hate elevator speech for that. I was like, no, I want to get, like get to know people. Just know more like superficial. Mm-hmm. And like, I do think a lot of people, even just listening to other podcasts that definitely want more than the just cliche. This is my title. That's all yeah. I am. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, and, and no one sits down and has these long conversations and mm-hmm. like, I'm a social person too. But I've started struggling the last like year because I really enjoy getting to know people. I yeah. hate the small talk. Like mm-hmm. I hate like the oh like cool and then I you know what'd you do and like I like I just and people get weirded out because I like I dive all of a sudden yeah. into questions that they're like I just met you. Why are you asking yeah. about if my parents splitting up affected me long term? I'm <laughs> like I'm so interview. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like it's like partially me. It's partially my psych background. Yeah. It's just a whole bunch of things. I am who I am. I'm sorry. Exactly. But I just like I enjoy it because when you meet someone and you sit down and have an hour-long conversation and you realize like I just got to know that person better than like a lot of people have in the last year because they've seen them a hundred times but they don't know them yeah and it's it's amazing what you find when you just listen when you open up and you attract your tribe I feel because the people who want to know people like that will respond well to it Mm -hmm. definitely so how did you then move past this bad spot in your life what, what shook you out of it um there was like a few moments and i think it was just like not even realizing you're in it and so like reflecting back years later but like little milestones that like i got in a really bad car accident mm-hmm. um and came out fine uh were you driving uh, was it late yeah it was i got in a God, let's i don't want to get into it too okay. much but yeah i got in a car it flipped yeah. and i i walked away fine And so that right there, it was just kind of like, and I sat back and I was like, I should be dead. I don't feel healthy. Mm -hmm. I just like, I just, like I was an athlete. I was used to feeling healthy, good, all that kind of stuff. And then it just was like, it was a realization of like, I don't feel good anymore. And so I think I remember I just went like 360, like not (laughs) in like the best way. I was like, I'm going raw diet and I'm just going to like do all these fitness things. And I'm cutting all these people in my life. It was a little bit too drastic, but I think I needed that. So the raw diet food thing didn't last long (laughs) but it was something I needed like I just wanted to remember buying like all fruits and veggies and then just like getting a gym membership again and because I'd been working on a bit just because rehab of my knee yeah but um it kind of on again off again and then decided I was like no I'm actually just gonna work out to feel good for the first time in my life not because I didn't have a set goal anymore right so definitely that's tough to manage yeah there's no reason for me to work out in my mind I was like I don't know and it, yeah, so I was just like, I look fine. I'm okay. I don't need to work out. Uh, but it just, I'll just yeah. not eat a meal every day. Right. I'll just drink a bottle of vodka. It'll be good. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I wasn't that bad, but no. uh, definitely. But there are people who are, and oh, that's, yeah. that's a sad thing. I oh, mean, totally. We're not experts at fixing that, but I hope they get the help they need. Exactly. I was like, don't contact me. But there's plenty of reason, you know people out there to, and I hope those people get through it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, it, it was things like that, and suddenly just slowly started getting into a bit more of the fitness and health and so that was a whole nother area in my life we went through for years and so I definitely got the bug and like it was right when Instagram started weight and weightlifting became a thing like females started weightlifting and I I was like I get endorphins again and I feel good and suddenly I can have friends that want to go to the gym with me again not just party with me yeah and then like I started like 
paying attention more to those people. Like, people I can see sober, and we still have a great time. Yeah, right? exactly. Right? What a thought. How um, weird is that? When you go out with someone a bunch, and then you see them sober, and you're like, what do we, what do we talk about? What yeah. do we normally do together? It's yeah. like, oh, we, you normally do shots. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. Much it. silence and laugh and dance a bit. I was like, <laughs> oh, I actually don't even really know your last name. <laughs> like, yeah, so it was definitely... And then that went through... Um, yeah, so then that's when I started my fitness account actually on Instagram. That's where the whole Instagram story right. started. It was not, it was before fitness Instagrams were a thing. Like yeah. I know people now have them. That's a whole thing. But yeah. I was just ironically, Instagram started and I started getting fitness. Yeah. So just those levels, what well, I posted no, that's, about. That's, that happens, right? Yeah. You just get the timing is perfect. Yeah. So you were kind of a trendsetter in that sense, right? I, I think, yeah, it just happened to be like fitness was starting to get in. Mm-hmm. It started to get in because it was posted about on Instagram. Yeah. And so that's how I got, I know, my initial following. It was just happened to be one of the few people that were just talking, doing fitness things. So I think right. it was like hashtag FitFam and all yeah. that. Back in that day when it like all originated, it yeah. wasn't a cliche joke. Um, it's so funny how things just have their cycle, their life yeah. cycle, right? They start off, people are hot on them, and then like a year later, you look back, and it's like, I can't believe we all did that. Oh, right? I like, think and those cycles are getting shorter and shorter, too, oh. because of the constant new things and stimulation I, that are coming yeah, out. Yeah, just even like it's even like we look at how the fitness trend on social media, and fitness will always be the thing, I'm never fashion fitness, yeah. I'm a big passion for life, but I mean like the fitness trend was pretty long and now it's like going to the body positivity mm-hmm. and I almost feel that's getting shot down way faster than fitness did and now I don't know what's coming next, but it's just like, like you said, they lasted two years and then right. last year and then last six months and yeah. last two months and... You know what's happening now? Entrepreneurship. Everyone, yeah, oh Everyone met like tweeting and posting about how hard they're working mm-hmm. and you know, oh look, another night of me being at the office till 11 p.m yeah that's great but like and it kind of goes back to why i never got into the fitness like instagram side because like i've been training since i was 15 yeah and i've always kind of looked with a skeptical eye to people who are always posting pictures because i'm like just do it don't brag about it like don't you know and i didn't understand that there's a business side of it too Mm -hmm. because i was young at that point but uh now it's like you know we're all working hard or a lot of us are like but we're not posting about it 24 7 and that actually gets into a really interesting thing i wanted to ask you about um later but we'll just jump into it now is like these people growing up with social media these kids how do you separate their self-worth from their social profile their clout say so that scares me more than anything Mm -hmm. as much as i love social media and has such a positive influence if we do it in the right way the next generation really scares me because i constantly reflect of like had instagram been around when i was young i was lucky that I was kind of getting more confident place when I had Instagram yeah. and when I kind of got popular so I could, you know, hold my own and it was still still learning. I'm not like this perfect human <laughs> by any means. But I just think about myself in high school and how it's treated people and like I don't have any friends that are in high school or people I really know, yeah. but and my brother's 21, so I even he at least he's closer. So sometimes I'll like message him on like, is this a thing? Like is this what high school students <laughs> What are you like, guys doing right, nowadays? Right? I hear like, yo-yos are back in. Oh, oh god. I can't keep trap, but the thing that gets me is, and I could be wrong, but suddenly now there's always popular kids in high school mm-hmm. and that's just social structure. There's always going to yeah. be people. There's yeah, always going to be the pretty kids. girl. There's always going to be the sport or thing that's in or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. But now there's an actual number. And I don't know, I could be wrong, but it, if a girl has, you know, 10,000 followers, I'm sure she's considered the more popular one. Yeah. And I was like, and it, how does that affect kids' well-being? Like the amount of likes. There's actual number. It's not just like, oh, I think I'm popular. It's a I think quantifiable, she's popular. measurable. Like you are, or you're, or you're not. Yeah, that was a pretty picture. A hundred people think so. Or yeah. oh no, none of your friends liked it. Like yeah. it's, I don't know how that's going to affect. 
um, society. And even I have one girlfriend I was talking to on the weekend. She's a teacher, and she mentioned that if you take away the kids' phones, they get anxiety. Really? Yeah. She said like, and they're like so attached to it. And like, I know even myself, and I love and hate my phone. But when someone takes it away, I get a little bit of. uh, Yeah. But. Not so much because it was not something I grew up with since junior high. Like yeah. social media became a thing when you were born with it in your hand. Yeah. Right? So, what's the longest you've gone like in the last say, decade or since you've had a smartphone? No, let's say more recent. In uh-huh. the last five years, what's the longest you've gone without like a phone or turning it on? I, I could be embarrassed by this. Um, I don't. I think it's. Uh, I do a lot of cleaning on social media. That's what I do because my job is so much social media. I'm yeah. going to pretend probably like a weekend off would be the most. Yeah, and that's still and a lot more than like the average person. Yeah. And I have to be very deliberate about it. I decided in August to take a break from YouTube yeah. because YouTube is very time consuming and very putting yourself out there. So I was just open. I was like, guys, I just, I'm moving away. I want to spend time with friends and family. I'm mm. going to take that break. Yeah. And then Instagram, sometimes I'll go away and like, I might open it, but I'll just try yeah. and be like, I'll open it on my personal account just to see friends like I won't touch my more uh, public account I guess would be the term Uh, but I try and every few months just unfollow a bunch of people and I know it's a little ruthless but I think it is honestly the best thing you can do because social media can be unbelievably awful for your health if you're following people that make you feel inferior Mm -hmm. that make you see their posts and we've all done it like for some reason that person just makes you angry you the wrong way. right yeah, and yet you continue to follow them or a girl that like even if you yeah. like her say theoretically she looks a certain way and it makes you feel really bad about yourself yeah. or someone that reminds you of negative parts of your life or they just every time you see it you're just kind of like Ugh. Ugh. i was like Ugh. and so i go as soon as that happens i go and I, i'm occasionally i'll get called out on it and i'll just be open i was like i was like I can't follow you. It's not good for yeah. myself. And then for me now, I just did, I think a binge like a, a week ago. Mm-hmm. I follow my, I go on my feed and it's so uplifting. Yeah. I see like beautiful pictures that are really inspiring. It's very artwork. I read captions that inspire me a better mm-hmm. person or it gives me insight into someone's world. It's so I think it's, that should be the main priority versus just putting a bandaid, not turning it on. It's like, no, right. make your newsfeed something powerful. Right. If you're going to have it, make it a positive thing. Exactly. It's such a, it's such a, obvious solution to the problem Mm -hmm. but it's so counterintuitive sometimes because social media is about how many people you fall it's about like trying to get the bigger perspective on the world but you don't realize like not everyone's perspective is is beneficial to you right right? and for me like i remember especially like 06 to 2010 yeah people would just like they would treat it like the personal diary sometimes oh yeah, yeah oh i can't believe another bad day and you're like, look, like I get it, like it's, and the if you don't like it, just unfollow me. And yeah. That, that's when the light bulb went off. I'm like, that's a good idea. Thank yeah, you. I'm good. Bye. I'm do that. Yep. <laughs> and like, I've gotten good at that. Any negative things people say about me, I'm like, you, you just don't hit that yeah. follow button. I will not be offended. <laughs> but it's so much easier as an adult with perspective, right? Like, oh yeah. Kids, like it's constantly a popularity contest, and it's always been that way. Now it's like a scaled, scalable popula- popularity contest, yep. right? Like. Like before it was just localized to your high school, to your friend group, to your circle, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm like, I'm 80, I'm like in the 80th percentile of the popularity scale, right? Um, But now it's like you're comparing yourself to the whole world. So like how, you know, does it take positive mentors to these people? Do they need to institute like a social media course in high school? Honestly, I, that's a good Elementary school. Honestly, saying it just, you know, what was the program? called in high school we like were supposed to learn about taxes and stuff we didn't what was it was like the finance I, not I finance i didn't even we, have that we had like a 
like not home ec it was like one course it was supposed to be like help you be an adult so yeah. it was like kind of here's taxes here's how to balance a family it was yeah. just kind of like but it was so awfully done that like no one I, I can't remember what it's called it was just like a one time course I grew up in Vancouver take. so BC oh, maybe had something just in Alberta I can't remember what it's called um but anyways, I think like having just something like that, it just has to be a lot more talked about social media. And I know some people who are older don't want to bring it in. Even like marketing, they're finally bringing it in to yeah. university. It was before when I started, it, it wasn't there. But yeah, just encouraging like empowerment and kind of what to share, what not to share, mm-hmm. who to follow. Just being let, let people know, like don't follow people that make you feel bad. Like yeah. some, It sounds so simple, but people look so much more into it. So I think that... And I think guidelines... It's like the bad car crash though, right? Like, yeah. You want to look away, you know you should look away, but yeah. you can't sometimes. Oh, 100%. Some people's lives are like a long, prolonged car crash. Oh, and trust me, there's, <laughs> there's a few people like that, and like, I don't want to sound like I am only follow these super info, because like, sometimes you'll watch reality television, and yeah. it's absolute crap, and so I'll be like, oh, I'll follow a Kardashian, yeah. and like, yeah, so we're all... We'll, but then, as long as you just realize that, mm-hmm. and you like, don't get too invested into someone's like negativity so at what point so it started with the fitness account yeah. on instagram and then when did you start making videos oh uh videos would have been i think i'm approaching a year and almost or a year and a half almost i think two years since i posted my first youtube video yeah. but that was like it's Real deleted raw. it was Real not raw. i had no idea it was just like a workout video or yeah. something and i was like oh people are going to come find me it was like one <laughs> view um it, it, that's where you start oh that's yeah one view had you not done it right i was view. like someone needs this workout <laughs> no one no one's like gonna search for that uh so yeah i did that and then i think it was about january two years ago i like did my first vlog mm-hmm. and then i did like two others like one was like a informative video it was super long awfully edited mm-hmm. uh and so i just kind of sporadically did it and it was about a year and a half ago that i was like no i'm i'm gonna do this youtube thing and i committed to three uploads a week the and commitment it, that's key right and that's i did it i did it for a year and a half oh no a year and like two months mm-hmm. three uploads a week don't like anyone who's starting YouTube much. don't know it's it's your long, quality goes down so huh how long are those anywhere from five to twenty minutes Jeez. like I it consumed me and it paid off and I decided to do vlogmas yeah which I will never do again what's that so it's this like it's very beauty uh, fashion girl like thing what's it called vlogmas? vlogmas so it's it's like an advent calendar for YouTubers so okay. you upload December first to December twenty fifth every yeah. day oh my god and at first you're like oh that's fine but that means. You're spending your whole day videoing mm-hmm. and then all night editing yeah. and do it again during Christmas when you're trying to balance family and holidays and not going broke. <laughs> and so I just the remember- The good news is you're not spending money because you're editing oh, and shooting right? all that. Well, unless you're like me and you're a fashion like blogger. Oh. And so you want a good- Then you're also ordering stuff on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so it was just, yeah, that was, uh, oh God. I got creative at some points, mm-hmm. definitely. It was like, yeah, no, we're just gonna do this 30 second video because I'm yeah. gonna die. Uh, and then, so now I've gotten a bit better on it and being like, hey, no better quality videos that people actually wanna watch once a week versus committing to this upload schedule. And I think upload schedule is very important in YouTube, but just start small and build up. I, yeah. When did you start getting traction? Like when, like how many before you started, like before you were like, okay, I, I am doing the right thing versus like I've uploaded 10 and no one's listening or watching, so maybe I'll stop. Like when did that transition happen? So for me, I didn't even view it that way. I was just so determined to get to a thousand views. Okay. I know a thousand views, thousand subscribers because yeah. it was kind of like I was like okay if I can do this there's a thousand people that want to watch me and then this is my thing I can make this a thing mm-hmm. if like I try for years and years and nothing but I and so I worked really hard at it and I think it was about three to 
four no nah, probably my first one would have been January and I think I hit a thousand subscribers around June so six months That's pretty good yeah it was it was I was lucky I hit two videos that went viral yeah and those were good indications of where my channel should go yeah. so that was kind of I was just like right. trying everything I was like I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna do this workout I'm gonna do this recipe I'm gonna do this haul I'm gonna do this fashion thing it was just like and that's why a lot of people don't follow you because they're like what the heck is your channel yeah and then I did a Gymshark try on haul and a Lululemon try on haul mm -hmm. and that Lululemon try on haul is still my most viewed video okay and sometimes it's like hurts to go back and look at because it's so bad but so uh, early in oh your right but I was that's like, amazing though to have that it's humbling right like, yeah look at where I came from exactly and so yeah and so after I, I think I hit a thousand like I still have the screenshot of yeah. the day it happened and I was like oh my god like this is so exciting like and I'm I just had so much fun with it and it was mm -hmm. just take it day by day. So in, in retrospect, was that a good way to look at it? Or would you have preferred to just do it because you loved it? Or was it a good combination of both? I think I, I loved it, but at the same time, I couldn't just make videos, even if I loved doing it, that no one was watching. Right. So it was kind of like, what's even the point of putting them on a social yeah. platform? So you I was like, have an impact, so. yeah, and I, I loved it. I love filming, I love being there, I love commenting with people. Like mm -hmm. I love just, anytime someone was like, oh, I love that video, I was just like, oh, the pain is all worth it. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like, that's why I said a thousand. Cause I was like, if I can get a thousand people to actually watch, I think there's people that want to watch me. Yeah. And I was like, if it takes, if it's a year and I can't get that many, I was like, Hey, maybe I have to reevaluate something. But honestly, it, it just came from a place of I love doing it. Yeah. But I just also, you're, you love doing something, but if it makes you broke, like you gotta pay the bills eventually. And, it, and it, if you're doing video, with the intention of people watching it, people yeah. gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's just the truth. So talk to us a little bit about marketing versus branding and how you see yourself playing out in both those fields. Um, so I think branding is just like a spectrum of marketing. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, so marketing, I wouldn't, like that's it, I wouldn't call myself a marketing expert right. because it's so vast, like there's like, print there's billboards there's commercial there's you know branding's a sector yeah. of it it's target demographic there's analytics like yeah. there's ceo there's uh did i say ceo seo 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 not ceo there's ceo tell me i might be wrong but when i look at it i see is i see marketing as more of like a direct kind of approach to your customer that should directly reflect sale or sales should directly reflect your marketing whereas branding is more of like giving value and providing sort of an overall idea of what you are and who you are and it gives to, to the consumer without really asking whereas mm -hmm. marketing is like I'm putting this out because I want you to buy my shit I guess you look at that way how and it's just to be I always don't like picking apart terminology because okay. it's just perspective right but like marketing for me is like the umbrella of advertising and just getting someone to buy into something whether it be a community whether it actually be buying a service or product whether mm -hmm. it's just being like becoming it's just influencing people really at the end of the day it's yeah. influence that's what marketing comes down to mm -hmm. and whether that be for a paid product or something bigger so marketing can be in like social causes and all that and I would say branding would be kind of deciding what that is and so I think branding would be like who you are who your community is uh, what you stand for, what your mission is, uh, and just like, and then it comes down to like little superficial things and mm -hmm. you know, just aesthetics and that. But yeah, no branding, I think the core of it is your mission, mm -hmm. what you want your mission to be, and to expand on that who you are, who your community is, who your target demographic is, and how you make like it all flow, right? And so it just 
kind of creates a channel for the people who your tribe and that's yeah. whether that be like you said a service or not okay and i think yeah marketing can be just so broad because yeah like you said there's one-on-one -on -one marketing there's online marketing there's uh, the word of mouth marketing and then there's so many lists everything direct yeah. line all that stuff so what do you see yourself as most successful in what is your strategy and, and where do you want to take it to and and to add to that and really pile on the questions yeah. all on go but what what uh, feedback has made the impa most impact on you personally? Like, mm -hmm. what do you like hearing the most from people that you influence or, or brand or market to? So, I, a little tricky because there's two. I try and like separate branding as in like helping other people and personal branding. Mm -hmm. So, personal branding, like Kelty O'Connor, is a separate entity. I always think, like, is I'm that Batman. really your real name? Yeah, it's like, no, I'm Batman. <laughs> I have a secret identity. Um, you heard it here first. Right? Yeah. Um, don't worry, so, no one listens. Right? No, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like just talking, just, just, for, we got coffee, so it's all good. Uh, so I always try and kind of keep like, Kelty O'Connor is one of my clients. Yeah. And like, that's me. That's like who I am as a person. Oh, okay. But then like my marketing, branding and that is just, that's a whole different spectrum. And so it's, it's two different things you want to talk about. Like when I work with a brand, the things that I love is, first of all, them just creating a community and tribe. And I always, any brand I work with, because I'm so small, I'm not like a big company or anything, I only work with people or brands that I just truly love. Right. And that, because it's, like we've talked about, I'm very multifaceted. And so by working with different brands, I can kind of just like feel good because I'm doing all those things or helping someone achieve that. Like for example, I don't do any personal training anymore, anything like that. But if I help personal trainers, I'm like, okay, there, there's people getting in shape and healthy and I can sleep well right. at night doing that. And then I also love fashion. So if I work with fashion companies, I love, especially athletic wear, it can make people feel really confident. So if I can find athletic wear, find their tribe and their community, so people are feeling stuff that makes them feel really good and so on and so forth for all my different passions. So I think my favorite thing in terms of branding is creating a, just creating a brand. Like I think that's really fun. Right. Whether it's even the aesthetics behind it, and that clients come back to me and say like, we've created a community. We've yeah. created something that encourages positivity, health, happiness, escapism, whatever it is, whatever that. So I think that's my favorite from that perspective of right. branding. And then my personal branding would just be like, I just like to make, I just love to entertain people. Whether people yeah. laugh, people say they like their video. I love to keep social media positive. So I was like, it, escapism is a thing. So I was like, if I provide entertainment for 10 minutes a day for someone that's positive and not watching fake news. Yeah. Like, fake news. Fake, oh God. Nobody <laughs> talking about fake news for days. So you're going to get into acting, I have to assume, because you like to entertain people and it just fits your personality perfectly. I, and we can go way back to kind of what I previewed at the beginning, like when I talked about Grace and Adby. Yeah. That was something I... I've done a lot of soul searching and I've, right. I, was, I, was never, Lay it on me. I was never creative. I was never that. I was very like blunt and like, this is who I am. Let's yeah. not Cause you grew deep. up around guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, don't dig deep. Just like push everything real down. Really, really healthy things. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, now realizing I was like, why was I so drawn to Grey's Anatomy and house and all that? And so make a long story short, I thought it was because I wanted to make people healthy. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I went there and I was like, okay. Then I went to the fitness route. I was like, oh no, I want to make people healthy before they get sick. Mm -hmm. So it must be fitness. That must be my thing. Yeah. And, and now I'm kind of looking at, I was like, it was never actually the healthy or uh, aspect. Of course I want everyone to be healthy and yeah. you should be fitness should just be a part of your life and it's Goes part of mine. Time. I know. And so I love that I get to share a lot of fitness things that inspire, but I'll never be like, here's my workout. I don't really enjoy that anymore. Um, Cause now, 
I've gone back and it was like, oh, you like Grey's Anatomy and House because you like the actors. Like you wanted to be in the show and you wanted to just, I just want to make people be happy. Yeah. So I thought it was this bigger thing and saving lives and I thought it was just making them a bit healthy. And I was like, no, I think I just truly enjoy the thought that I could like entertain people every day. Right. So I think now it's realizing that 18 year old Kelty has to admit, no, you don't want to go to med school. You want to be an actor on Grey's Anatomy. Right. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm just in social media, so I'm not going to be oblivious. And I'm like, oh, I can talk to my own camera and edit. I can just hop right on it. There's a lot more to it, but yeah. I'm definitely trying to, being back in Edmonton, there's actually a lot more opportunities than what I was at in Halifax. Right. So just trying to figure out all those opportunities and go that way. Right. Well, I mean, entertaining people making people laugh like look at patch adams robin williams right no robin williams humor is the best medicine exactly and i I think that's we need a lot more of it in the world Mm -hmm. uh especially like we said social media is so draining so negative that you can flip on the news and it's so negative and i think there is everyone has purpose in life and i think some people's purpose will be a lot more saving lives and some people take on big burdens to help others and some people have very political agendas and some people have very health or those and there's so many different things but then i think there has to be people in the world that just it's like life should be fun can we remember that it doesn't have to be so serious well how do you how do you get people to take the chances like what are the secrets there like so many people are afraid to to do something and look silly and now with social media like those consequences can be amplified right like what advice you give to people in that sense well i don't have perfect advice but here's what i tell myself if you're like nervous about being embarrassed on television on like filming yourself Mm -hmm. or like cliches i bought in public and people are like how do you talk to a camera by yourself on public i was like it's called publicity because the worst thing that could happen is someone takes a video of me yeah. embarrassing myself. Mm-hmm. It goes on Facebook. I go viral. That's, it's a win-win. That's and earned media right, right there. And so I was like, you just got to go with that perspective that like, if you screw up, it's going to be way better television because yeah. what's the best part about SNL when they laugh? Yeah, of course. And so like, that's as clean Thank as Thank you, fun. Jimmy Fallon. Right? <laughs> look, look what happened. You got the Tonight Show. Yeah. Like things like pay off. And so I think people love when people are real. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be perfect. And that's why YouTube is so popular because it's real it's not so staged mm-hmm. same with instagram that's what people love the rawness so it doesn't have to be perfectly and so i think just reminding yourself that it's it's not going to be perfect because right. if you had it perfect you'd be an all-star and you would already have made it yeah uh, so just accepting like what's i what's the term uh tim ferris said it and this is something i was taught from a young age and maybe this is really bad but i think it's negative um fear setting no, um, I don't know. It's negative. I don't want to say pessimist. Negative, vi- negative visualization. Right. That's right. insane. My mom instilled on me as a young kid. That's and- a factor of fear setting. Oh, okay. So we're talking it- about the same thing. Okay, yeah, go perfect. ahead. Explain. Yeah, and so it's pretty much the idea of we're constantly told like visualize everything going perfect. Like yeah. you're say it's a basketball game, you visualize the basketball going perfectly in your hand. You're dribbling this pass, mm-hmm. all that. You win the championship. It's all good. Which I think you have to do a bit. You have to believe in yourself that's going to happen. But I think we cripple ourselves so much because the second anything goes wrong, people are just like frozen, like, how oh, do you expect it to go wrong? And uh, and this and that. And so like anytime I've gone into anything and why I don't get stage fright, why I don't think I get social anxiety is because my mom from a young age, like, I was a kid, I'd get scared. She'd be like, Kelty, what's the worst that could happen? I'd be like, oh, well, they'll make fun of me. I'm like, and so, so, so and what then, happens then? And she's, I would sit there, but they forget about it tomorrow. She's like, exactly. She's like, you're going to die. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're going to be good. And I'm like, ah, that's true. So now anytime, like I go into any situation, I literally list off like 
okay, what's the worst happen? I get a car accident on the way there. This person makes fun of me. I draw my camera. I rip my jeans. Like, I just think of like kind of all those. I know it sounds bad, but then as soon as I get there, yeah. I'm so, I'm like, I've thought about the worst case scenario. So yeah. it's just kind of like. And I can recover from those. Right? Even anytime I've been on stage, I always visualize myself falling mm -hmm. and how I recover. Cause I'm like, if I fall, you're prepared though. Everyone's gonna be like, I, this is how I'm gonna act. And like, so I never fall. And yeah. then it's like, oh, I had this whole plan. Yeah. If I was gonna make this big elaborate thing and everyone's gonna laugh. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even fall. Like, when, you, when you think about that too, like the, if you were to put the good and the bad at potentially out of a situation, mm -hmm. like the potential good of taking a chance, getting out there, yeah. going on stage, the potential benefit of that is like a nine or a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. But like making a fool out of yourself in retrospect of your whole life. Yeah. What's that like a, a one out of 10, a two out of 10 bad? Exactly. So how can you not take that chance? Exactly. Right? You get over it and always reminder of how selfish people are because mm -hmm. we're so self-critical and be like, oh, I said this and that person thinks this and they're going to be, no one remembers. If you fall, it's going to be forgotten within 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yes, social media can have bad things, but like, that's usually you've been a very bad human mm -hmm. and you got caught and yeah. that's different. I was like, still be a good human. Because it exposes people. Yeah. Right? It shows you whether you're good or bad, like people mm -hmm. are going to find out. And we're seeing that now too, with all these sexual harassment cases coming out. Yeah. It's like, you can't, and even the needle downtown, right? You heard, you didn't hear what happened I here? I don't think so. So the needle just shut down because the, the owners of the managers, yeah. and I'm not spreading gossip here. This yeah. is in the paper. Okay, okay. Um, it came out that one of their managers, when it first opened was sexually yeah. harassed by a boss one night. <gasps> and, um, and so they treated her pretty poorly after yeah. that. Little did they know she was the editor of like this pretty popular uh, music magazine in Edmonton. Oh. So now it's coming out. Now everyone's yeah. canceling their shows at the needle. Good. And they just yeah. put up a, a, a indefinitely shut down sign. And it happened like within right? like less than a week. And that's where we have to remember social media is so beautiful. And yeah. as much as like there's negativity, this Harvey like Weinstein thing mm -hmm. would not have been a thing without social media. Like mm -hmm. it could have been, but it empowers other people to stand up. And so that's why we're seeing so much negativity because I think we're purging right now mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. It's that's like, a good way to look at it. Actually. I mean, like it's, it's people are getting outed yeah. and we're realizing like, I don't want to get too much in political things because yeah. I, I'm not well, this educated is good, enough. This is a really good yeah. time here. But I've always, I've always kind of thought like, whether it be like racism yeah. as much as we go into that is there's obviously an issue mm -hmm. and maybe it was hidden before and we thought it was over but now it's coming it's like no this is still a thing we yeah. still have to battle it and so yeah. social media is coming up and then like we said that harvey weinstein's like no one thought about it but yeah. now before a girl couldn't ever come out to because who would she come out to yeah. and she would get told be like hey you lose your job mm -hmm. and you're never going to make it in hollywood and I even look at myself in those shoes. I'd be like, if you're giving me that kind of contract, like, why would I come out if that happened to me? And which is awful to think, like, but suddenly when you have the support system of other girls and yeah. that it's, you know, by you setting, saying it, it's going to go viral. Yeah. And it's going to keep people in check. Yeah. Because put people on blast, right? Yeah. It's the same with anything. And it's especially, it's coming out in the fitness industry, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you're, there's great people out there who are calling out, you know, fitness myths or fitness yeah. frauds or phonies and being like, look, like these guys are full of shit. Like, yeah. you know, use your common sense. Exactly. Um, and it's, you know, the same thing when a tragedy happens too, it's mm -hmm. as bad as it is that a tragedy would happen, like the overwhelming outreach of positivity yeah. and connectivity that happens after the fact is yeah. so beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. And like, we have that power. Like, I think it, 
uh, there's been like cases where you know there's tragedy even in like Alberta with like Fort um, McMurray fires and stuff yeah, and like Calgary flooding yeah and all those and like we, shelters would be overwhelmed with enough so many clothes donations mm-hmm. because they couldn't handle them all because yeah. there's so many and so like we got to remember that stuff that yeah. you wouldn't even see without it and I don't think we should ever attack people just for the sake of attacking but mm-hmm. people need to be held accountable and I don't believe in bully sites by any means but just you know and spreading the good like we said fitness myths I love the accounts that don't go after accounts but they pretty much instead of being like Kylie Jenner sells fit tea they just go here's why you shouldn't buy fit tea buy this instead just drink some green tea and don't buy a laxative like it's just eat a healthy diet like don't waste your money on green tea like or whatever you know what I mean don't buy detox teas oh my god I'm gonna do a podcast with a friend of mine who's fantastic at that he just debunks everything in such an analytical and I talked about him last podcast I did Andrew Coates got a shout out he does a podcast in Edmonton called the fitness devil you know okay yeah no no i know him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, he's perfect at that um i really like that that's awesome what you said that it really we're, we're seeing a purging of the negativity yeah because i think it can get overwhelming people can look at it as a bad thing and uh-huh. exactly how you said so that's really interesting me intri- intriguing me now yeah to see where that's gonna go exactly and i'm, I'm very excited in a lot of ways because like i said it just it and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like such a bubble being burst mm-hmm. right now like with the sexual harassment racism just like political front like everything it just seems like and maybe it's because it is in the forefront but i think we are maybe hopefully this is a purge not the end of mankind yeah <laughs> so the dark before the dawn right? exactly we like we have to we have to open the band-aids and let it bleed before we can sew it up right and so how does the social media differ from like the mainstream media is it just simply because it's controlled by the people because exactly. it's controlled by like the market and the movement versus a couple people at the top blasting down their message mm-hmm. so there's fine line because of virtual social media is so popular that's still like now there's channels like you know like a, a buzzfeed that's yeah. just pretty much it's mainstream media right and um but in terms of it just keeps things in check because you go back and like there's cnn accounts and cbc and every and, like every single has shared something that's not right or yeah. something that is a bit biased towards who the writer was mm-hmm. or something that was whatever it is and then people get so used to like oh i really only watch cnn it's yeah. a habit so i just become that I become uber right wing or uber left wing or whatever you mm-hmm. become really extremist and versus now with social media there's just so many people have their voice that it, it just keeps everyone in line mm-hmm. versus I, I I don't work in mainstream media if though maybe one day I'd like to um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the good point no, good, yeah um, but just like I think there's there's just yeah not as much accountability there could be bigger agendas there's bigger budgets mm-hmm. there's more toes they have to watch versus social media it's just kind of like well here's my opinion Take yeah it or leave it. yeah so i want to uh you know if if the audience hasn't already gotten value which i think you provide an enormous amount oh, but i want to get your take on a couple easy kind of quick tips that of can course. really improve people's social media cloud or yep. presence or, or help them get to the level speak to the audience that they want to reach what what are some of your kind of like beginner tips beginner tips um okay first one would be like have an end goal Mm -hmm. a mission statement if you want to be insta famous or if you want to be youtube famous or just have a reason like i think the worst thing people come to me as far as i'm like so i want uh how do you get so many followers how do i get so many right i was like it's I, i'm never i was like okay go buy that many if you yeah. have no reason i was yeah. like never buy that's followers. fine you want that many but why do you want that exactly many? i was like what is the reason like what are you going to get mm-hmm. from having that many followers say you were blessed with a million followers tomorrow what would you hope that leads like for like even like myself i hope 
to entertain people and that just makes me feel good and it is potential you know kind of like it's my portfolio in a lot of ways and so it's potential to reach out and connect and network and see where my own personal journey goes but some people it's a business so their end goal is to get customers and that's fine then you just have to be aware of that you might be like a a entrepreneur and you want to get clients or you there's so many just figure out what you hope the end goal is from social media figure that out first and foremost before you just want to be instant famous because otherwise you're going to be all over the place and every day you're going to post this and that you're going to compromise exactly and if if i have one tip is keep it simple uh people think it should be over complicated but consistency and quality will always win on social media in any platform so if you have a consistent mission and consistent theme and Mm -hmm. stick with it Mm -hmm. as like the simple one would be say your thing is smoothies. Like I know it sounds stupid, but like say you really want to help people eat healthy and you have a healthy food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like stick with smoothies. Stick with, like always have a smoothie <clears throat> today and just like cause, and so then suddenly people always go for you for smoothies. You're your smoothie girl and then people who want smoothies will follow you and you can grow real fast. Right. And then you can maybe do a bit bigger like healthy food or yep. whatever or fashion, have a specific kind of fashion like mine has always been kind of like athleisure, yep. athletic or have a very your boho or your very travel, your very right. mountain whatever it is and stay with it okay and of course you evolve like i've evolved my instagrams a lot over yeah. the years and uh it's just me as a human uh, but maybe it's just good yeah you so need like, to be evolving yeah exactly and so like but also be open in the fact that like it's evolved in a natural sense like for example i went from like posting like fit tips to just be a bit more like you know what was the thing it was always the outfit so i posted a bit more outfit and yeah. entertainment and so i was like always kind of, and now i'm just kind of there and so it was gradual it wasn't like today I'm a fashion blogger tomorrow yeah. I'm a food blogger yeah. like, and then eventually they just want to see you in certain situations right? yeah, because exactly. of your antics yeah so I'm, I'm going way too long in the short but my thing is like get a consistent reason you want to grow on social yeah. media and then stick with that and then figure out how you can bring quality to people don't think about what you want to post yeah. if you want to make it think about how you can help others mm-hmm. whether it be you can provide them education mm-hmm. whether you create a community which is really powerful if you're brown so if you can create a place to highlight all the people within your community your tribe your business yeah. and just make them feel that's an amazing part of social media so you can create education community or you can just be brand awareness that's a thing you know like coca-cola would do that so yeah. that's where just having things people want to train in the polar bear yeah exactly they own christmas it's insane right yeah. starbucks red cups just yeah. like as just gimmicky as it is it's that so just creating something like that so figure out I'm why a, uh, yeah remedy guy myself, remedy. oh uh, so just well, at least it's still red still red yeah. just kidding um yeah so i think it's just yeah consistent quality content people yeah. don't want to hear that they want to hear like oh just uh buy this app and yeah people want this. an easy fix yeah i like, don't want to do the work you have to put in the work and yeah. it, it hurts and it takes yeah. a long time yeah. unless sometimes you go viral and that's because usually either it was just a fluke mm-hmm. luck happens or you put so much work into one thing or you're naturally so good at editing your saying already yeah. that it takes off right so quality always rises to the top so let's yeah. recap we've got have a have a clear message yeah, have a clear, clear goal keep it simple don't be complicated yeah be an expert at what you're doing don't yeah. try and be a broad spectrum like just pick what you want to do and be exactly. the best at it and what was the last one um quality and like have like the i don't know if i even mentioned this but just the area you want to go so whether it be education right. community brand awareness yeah, yeah like a kind of why like what people are going to be brought to you why they'll come to you mm-hmm. and i will say one thing uh just touch point you don't necessarily have to always be an expert mm-hmm. but have like 
because sometimes like for example if you wanted to start your fitness journey you could start as, but just be really open if you're starting a fitness journey right. like this is my fitness journey people love storytelling storytelling is a whole nother right. area so maybe you just tell your story of getting in shape and people follow you but just always be open if you're not an expert that you're not an expert be like right. here's the plan I bought from this person this is my trainer go to them mm-hmm. don't try and be like oh I've been working over a month here yeah. buy my plan right. like, well you kind of are an expert but you're an expert at being a beginner yeah that point, exactly right? just be authentically what you are exactly and off, off, Authentic is abused on social media, that word. Yeah. But it's true. Just Not as much as passion. <laughs> oh, God. Authentic passion, yes. And like, I've been so guilty. Like, I've had taglines that say, like, authentic passion. I get it. It's, and it's true, but it's just be yourself mm-hmm. unless you actually want to be, like, an, a, like, a skit thing. Like, for example, like, some actors would be just, like, a funny person. Like, that's their character. Right. It's like, okay, but just be honest that that's a character. Right. But just, yeah, be true to you. Don't do stuff you wanted. Like, never compromise morals because you're going to just shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Well, um, those are all incredibly valuable, useful. I know I can use some. I know the audience can use I some. So. I, uh, I really appreciate this time of yours, Kelty. This yeah. has been awesome. Um, and is there anything you want to leave with the audience? Anything um, that you want to, you know, go out with a bang or... Go out with a bang? Or just like, drop mic. Yeah. Mic drop. Oh, yeah. there goes my <laughs> Inside, you're like, you're crying. You're like, there's all my money. Oh, That's no. just, just physical goods. Yeah. Can't uh, take them with you. Yeah, I, I wish I had slapped something like some really like I always think about like what's your last words yeah. you gotta think of something really funny to go off on yeah. but um, I'm totally drawing to break I was just like yeah subscribe like follow me on this channel <laughs> I'm just kidding be like real uh, no just yeah just find what you want to do I'd say as yeah. cheesy as that is and yeah. just like don't be no we can talk about this don't be afraid to try things like go don't and try don't be intimidated yeah, that's what go. I was gonna like, say what's the worst that could happen just go try things yeah like, and say hello on the street if you see us. Yeah, oh hello. my God, please. I've had times people will, I'm not that scary, I'm not that big of a dealer. Like <laughs> people will message me after and be like, I saw you, I was like, why didn't you say hi? Yeah. I will never bite. Right, yeah, it's funny how perspective, right? Like if people know you're popular all of a sudden, like it's, oh. they're afraid to talk to you. It's like, no, 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 I'm popular, I think, because people like me, because I'm easy to talk like, to. Maybe I'm not, I don't even know if I'm popular, just people follow me. Maybe I'm just a train wreck. And then <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, let's watch this. It's like you said, car accident, people yeah. like, wait. It's all these guys in India like with the fake accounts like yeah. watching yeah oh god <laughs> I don't think that's the case with you yeah well, no alright we'll let you get to uh, I'm sure a thousand things that you need to do today yeah. but thanks for uh, having me here and uh, chatting thanks for having me alright see you later yeah. thanks so much for listening guys I hope you enjoyed that conversation which was a little bit different from the format that I usually go with and the type of guests I usually go with I certainly enjoyed it uh, make sure you follow Kelty on everything, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, simply Kelty O'Connor. Have a great week. See you next week.